Alright everybody, we are back, and it is time again for an XBA podcast. Time to bring all of your best friends together and tell them all the things you like to hear. And Now, lucky for you, you're actually just listening to this, so you can uh, do all kinds of gestures and forms that you wish. Introducing tonight, we've got Steven. Hey, go away. <laughs> Adam. Yeah, I know you missed me. <laughs> Brent. Yeah, here I am again with your voice of reason. And me, it's Ken, and tonight joining us, we've got Matt. Matt, say hi. How's it going? <laughs> Good. And uh, we You're might in for a well... ride, buddy. Yeah. Friends. You know, I, I don't know what bet you lost that uh, got you stuck in here tonight, but uh, sort of here, buddy. <laughs> We're going to jump. got some dirt on me, so. <laughs> there you go. Well, you know, it's just pleasant to hear he doesn't have dirt in somebody for a change. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we're going to jump in real quick. Var, you had an opportunity to go through Two Worlds 2. Give us a lowdown. So I'm one of the few that actually bared and finished the first game completely. I found it more of a challenge than actual enjoyment. So it, it's no secret that the first game was probably one of the worst 360 games out there. So I was very apprehensive about playing 2. I've, I already committed myself to playing it just because I finished the first one. I'm going to have to play the second one. So luckily I was sent one and got to review it. And lo and behold, they it didn't suck. <laughs> it, right. It, it, it's a glowing, glowing I mean, it's, recommendation. It's, it, it is nowhere near perfect. It does have a lot of bugs. But the, the more I got into it and the more that I uncovered the new mechanics, it it actually got enjoyable once I figured out what I was doing wrong. So it's... Uh, not bad. I, the review should be up by the time this goes live, hopefully, so everyone can read, you know, more in depth. But uh, yeah. Now, go, going through Two Worlds Two, did it give you a bit of appreciation for what uh, the original Two Worlds was trying to offer? Um, yeah. I mean, it has its own faults. I mean, if you didn't play the first game, you're not going to have any single clue what's going on. They don't do a good job of telling you who's who, why you're in a dungeon, who this bad guy is. You just you're supposed to know as if you finish the first one, which I think is a pretty big downfall. Because, like I said, I don't know anyone that's finished it other than me, really. So I finished right. it. I oh, hated man. it, but I finished it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, Adam, let me ask you this: With Two Worlds Two, one of the big things from the original Two Worlds was weapon stacking and item yeah. stacking and all that stuff. How has that been innovated to the sequel? So instead of being, like in the first game, if you had two of the same items, you could stack them and basically get a plus one or a plus two and just make your items better. This one's done completely different where there's a crafting system in place. So any item you have, you can dismantle into wood and iron and steel and stuff like that. And then any item you want to boost up, you can use all your wood and all your steel and stuff to basically make it better. So it was funny because I actually never even ever sold anything at the store because you want to dismantle for all those ingredients and they're actually pretty good commodities because you can you can boost your equipment quite highly that way and I actually enjoyed it much better than the the item stacking in the first game. Nice. Now, yeah, it's now, actually pretty decent. Now, Adam, we in the last six months or so, we've seen a lot of uh, really great games come out, of course, the usuals, and we've seen some really bad games naughty bear and uh, how would this fit into that and who do you think's really going to be attracted to two worlds too with with such a dichotomy of games out there 
Well, the problem is that the first game was so bad that it kind of tarnished its name. So, I mean, someone that's played the first game and didn't like it, why would you play the second one? I mean, are you really looking forward to Naughty Bear 2? No. <laughs> no. The first one, right? So, oh, come on. <laughs> I It suffers from a lot of issues where, you know, it doesn't get interesting until you're, you know, 15, 20 hours in, and, and then all of a sudden it's pretty cool. It, it's hard to say. I don't think it's going to do well simply because of the first game. It was that bad. But this one, it's one of those ones where it'll be a word of mouth seller. You know, you, you actually try out your friends or you read a review and, oh, it's actually, it's not terrible. It's not that bad. Well, it, it doesn't sound like you're completely beating up this title. So who are you recommending should really pick this up? What type of uh, gamer? Any fans of the first, I mean, the story and everything from the first was decent. And, and honestly, anyone that likes those action RPGs, you know, like those... Uh, people waiting for Skyrim and later in the year and people that just like those style of games it's it's not a bad choice awesome how's the uh, voice acting compared <laughs> it's okay so the first one was you know absolutely horrendous right um, there is no longer that that fake accent of talking like it's in the middle ages kind of stuff which is nice the weird problem is you know how most games where the, the main voice actor is the good one and everyone else kind of brings it down it's it's actually the opposite in this where everyone else is pretty decent. The main guy is just it's it's horrendous. It's uh, <laughs> maybe he's the owner of the company and he says, I want to do voice acting, damn it. Luckily you can just skip through all the voicing and just follow the quest marker if you want to do that. But just his he has no emotions and everything, and everyone else is actually okay. Really weird aspect just because normally games are completely the opposite. Wow. Well, one last so. thing on uh, Two Worlds 2, I was reading uh, uh, negatives that apparently it would cut off the bottom part of the screen. So, so you... for some reason, there's there's you have to go into the options and change your screen to either HD or SD or whatever. And I guess the default is SD. I had to change it too. Like it's just, you know, when you push the zoom button on your TV ratio and it just looks something's cut off right that's what it was like i don't know why it's like that default or why it doesn't look at you know what you're outputting um but i know people are going to not figure that out most I, games do that automatically don't they, they they're supposed to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so microsoft's quality assurance control exactly yeah, same, same things where like you know there is um how much damage you do on a weapon was an icon but you can change it in the options to actually have numbers and letters and words doing it with the icons didn't make sense because there's nowhere that teaches you what those icons mean so your sword does you know 15 skull i i, I don't know what the hell that means <laughs> so well it sounds like there was uh, certainly a lot of missed opportunities there um moving into something that had a tremendous amount of hype and still does uh, anybody that follows a lot of gamer forums brent fill us in on dead space 2 okay dead space 2 is definitely a game that i was lucky enough to do the review for and the main character is isaac he returns the unluckiest engineer that we've ever seen the story takes place on the sprawl which is this mammoth epic sized city and you pretty much have to go through and i'm not going to ruin too much of the story but it involves the marker your wife and a lot of betrayals the storyline i thought for dead space one was really really good and i was really looking forward to the single player story of dead space two well going through it 
I actually found myself with more like OMG moments. And just there were a couple times actually that did scare the crap out of me. I, I will admit that. Yeah, I, I did scream. And uh, yeah, be quiet, Adam. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, it, it, it literally picked up, I thought, right where the original Dead Space left off. And it took all the good qualities about Dead Space and innovated it. And like I said in the review, it took all the qualities that were bad and innovated it to make it good. Now, that said about the single player. Unfortunately, I can't say the same thing about the multiplayer, which is, I mean, I'm sorry, but it's god awful. It is absolutely horrendous. And it gets to the point where you sit there and you're like about five minutes into your first match and you're thinking to yourself, wow, this is really, really bad. And then you end up not playing it anymore. And it's, I can understand why they went with a multiplayer feel for it, you know, just like what they did with Brotherhood for Assassin's Creed. But the thing is, is that it's so much like Left 4 Dead that you think you're going to get the same fun out of Left 4 Dead, but it's not. The levels are very enclosed, and it's a very linear style multiplayer gameplay experience. And to me, that just ruined the game. And I don't know, like, I just think that if they focus more on the, if they bring back multiplayer, they need to innovate it. And the thing is, is that there's a big, big hang up at the very end. Watch all the credits and everything. If you go through Dead Space 2, Go through that, watch the credits. There's a big hang up there at the end that will shock you and obviously lead us hopefully down the road with Visceral. I mean, they said they wanted to make more games, but that was all dependent upon the sales of Dead Space 2. Well, hopefully, you know, they'll come out with Dead Space 3, 4, 5 and turn it hopefully not into a Call of Duty title. But yeah, just something of a great single player storyline. Now, in in the the original Dead Space, uh, there was a lot of uh, issues for the single player campaign on being repetitive. Was was that repeated in Dead Space Two? No, no, it wasn't, and it was good that they didn't do that because, like you said, it was a big downfall for Dead Space One. But what they did is by incorporating the sprawl. Yeah, there were a couple times when you got to go back into certain areas, but it wasn't anything as repetitive as the first one but one of the things that i did like about it was that in the first one you could click in your analog stick and get the little blue line that shows you where you need to go for your objective that was great now in dead space 2 when you click in your stick for your objective you can hold it down and press up or down your line will change color and you can designate for save points stores uh all kinds of stuff yes so so you don't have to sit there and think well okay well Here's where my objective is, but where's the save point? Where's the store? Where's this? Where's that? You can do all of that on the fly. And that, I thought, was a huge improvement. Now, obviously, the amount of marketing that went into this, do you think it was justified? Yes. I mean, everybody's seen those commercials. You know your mom will hate this. That was their website. <laughs> was it justified? They put a lot of money into what seemed like a good game it w- it is justified the one thing i will say though is you definitely want to start out playing dead space 2 on the hardest difficulty level if you go through and play it on the easiest mode yeah you're gonna get through it no problem but the real challenge is a lot like any other survival horror game the higher the difficulty setting the scarier it will be so when you play through it 
on the hardest difficulty, going back is going to be absolutely a breeze in a lower difficulty. But they actually added hardcore mode, which I thought was pretty interesting. Now, hardcore mode means that you get three saves per game. That's it. It doesn't matter. So if you save on level on chapter three and you go to chapter eight or nine and you die and you haven't saved, you're back at chapter three. That's why it's called hardcore mode. So, wow. and we all went <laughs> through the those, whole family. Uh, we all went through those days back in the PC era. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> now, obviously, uh, you were insane going into the game, so obviously it didn't affect you, Adam. Uh, <laughs> how did you uh, come out of? I haven't started the single player yet. I picked it up and went directly to multiplayer because that's what I was actually looking forward to. And I actually just finished the first Dead Space the day before two came out, so I wanted to give my nerves a rest for a bit so but yeah I, I totally agree on the multiplayer how it just it just feels tacked on it's it's just simply it's not fun no. uh, you know it's too I, hard to kill someone as a necromorph and you get swarmed as a human and yeah i don't know you know it, it really brings to a question to mind and and we see it ac across all the different games especially the higher end games um the Dead Space 2 has gotten glowing reviews across the board. It's it's definitely the uh, mid to high 90s in a lot of places. Um, but the multiplayer is a failing. I've mm -hmm. seen many other games where up to more than 20 points are taken off for a poor multiplayer. Yeah. So what what's the saving grace with Dead Space 2? The story. Flat out, the storyline, the the story, the single player gameplay is second to none. And I say that now, but I mean, this is the start of the new year. So if this is what we have to start out with, then hooray. I mean, it just means that things are only going to get better as far as 2011 goes. But as far as right now, yeah, Dead Space 2 single player is second to none. It is the pinnacle survival horror game that is available now for the 360. Awesome. So there you have it. There's a game that everybody should have have now or add to their library. Um, let's go and do a little bit. We've, we've seen a number of new um, demos showing up on uh, Xbox Live. And uh, I think we'd like to touch base on them a little bit. Let's start with Crisis 2. Any input? I wasn't wowed. I was expecting more out of Crisis 2. I, I was, yeah, I was disappointed. Oh, it looked great, but it just... It felt just like Call of Duty. I mean, there's nothing that really set itself apart, really, that I found, anyways. Right. right. What about uh, Bulletstorm? Bulletstorm, Bulletstorm I, I loved. You loved it? Oh, I loved it. I, I was I purposely so... only went through it twice, so I can save it for, for when it comes out. Uh, see, that's the thing. I was incredibly disappointed with Bulletstorm. I was expecting something over-the-top craziness and everything like that. And then I went through, played it through one way, and then I played it through another way, and actually got less points by doing more things. <laughs> and I understand it's the kill with skill and everything like that, but I don't know. Like, to me, it's just a lot of the humor. I, I think it's a game that's going to try too hard, and it's going to, you know, in the end, be, you know, lackluster. But, I mean, hey, I, I, I could be completely wrong and just, you know... You know, I think uh, this Bulletstorm is actually going to be a game that the casual gamer has been looking for for a long time. Myself, I, I really enjoyed it because I was able to go in, pick it up, you know, get a few chuckles and move on. 
Well, you, don't, you don't have to think about anything. You just run and gun where most games now you have to hide to pick your shots and stuff like that. You're you're supposed to run in and just go nuts. That's right. I, I stood right in, in the middle of the, yeah. the area getting shot up and everything else. But it was it was all fun. So I, I think the uh, at the end of the day, it's going to be the numbers that really showcase that title. Well, let me ask this about Bulletstorm since both you two enjoyed it. What's it going to be when you go ahead and pay full retail price for the game and you go through and you get all these combos and stuff and then you realize, well, what else is there? You know, that's <laughs> a good point, but we're seeing that more and more. Look at uh, look at some of these Connect titles that were... <laughs> Brent, don't say a word. Um, Connect, uh, I've enjoyed as a, a family gaming tool, but some of these prices were just insane. It made no sense whatsoever. So I think we're going to see a lot more of that where games are not necessarily genre-based, but are more one-offs and are still asking for that top dollar. Well, I, I usually don't have enough time to play through a game two, three times anyways. So I, I usually play something for the story. And then when I'm done that, I play the multiplayer anyways. So, I mean, going through three, four times trying to get a higher score isn't what I'm going to be playing it for anyways. So it's not a not really a concern for me. Okay, Steve. What about Steve? What about you? You've been uh, around. Let's well, let's forever. Um, oh, what's your opinion <laughs> on that? <laughs> Fired. This kind of this kind of new uh, new attempt at gaming. I don't know. <laughs> Good answer. I, I have no opinion. I have no opinion to be honest with you about it because it's just one of those things they'll do what they'll want to do. You know what I mean? Either way, you know what. Good well, call. And that's just how it's going to happen. I mean, it doesn't matter what we protest or sign petitions or whatever. They're going to just. They're going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. That's right. All right. Well, continuing on. Nailed. Who's had a chance to download this? Steven, hopefully you've you've had a chance to. Uh, yeah, I try threw it. up in my mouth when I tried it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I wish I was. I'm a big off road guy. This thing was uh, a steaming pile of whatever. See? It's just. Bad. And again, I I feel that that was going after one of those one-offs, much like Bulletstorm, where it's neat to look at for the casual gamer, go through and go, yeah, okay, I did it. Well, Brent and I saw it at E3, and even then, when we walked past the booth, I didn't like it. I kept when it walking. When came out, I didn't like it. No, we tried it. Remember, I stopped by, I tried it, and it was like, wow. Oh, that's terrible. right. And then, and then I said, well, I hope it gets better when it gets launched. You know, you... You kind of hope that for all games when they launch, hopefully they're better. You know, they and come it didn't around, happen. Right? Yeah, it didn't happen, and uh, it's I, too bad I, because I wish there was more variety in that. I genre. reviewed it. I didn't mind it. I, like for me, someone that's not big into it and stuff, it was a great just pick up and play for ten minutes, burnout <clears> style, <throat> kind of just crazy over the top racing. That's right. Mm, I don't know. I guess it's just. I know, I know you're a bit uh, more yeah. of a snob because you're, you know, you're heavy into the MX stuff and all that. So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> don't hate well, me. Ex exactly, and and Steven's uh, more genre specific. He's going to look for uh, more realism and more tactical information. Whereas personally, See, I kind of, I kind of like the idea of. Uh, I, I took it like... what it is, just over the top, brainless, not having to think. Well, this is where you guys failed to judge me. Because I tried Pure. You guys remember Pure? Mm -hmm. I was totally over the top. I loved that game. Didn't play it for a long time because it was highly repetitive, but I liked it. But it didn't have any real aspect to it, but it just nailed it. I don't know. It's just 
It was made in a sweatshop somewhere. I don't know. I, I don't know what's wrong with it, but it just I, didn't appeal to me. So I do like over the top, you know. All right. What about uh, one of the latest Xbox Live Arcade titles, Stacking? Has anybody taken a chance of trying that one? I'm just downloading it now, so I haven't got a chance yet. But I, well, what Ken and I got to try it. It's awesome. Yeah. You know what? I'll say it. It 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 really is awesome. It's, uh, it is a cool game, man. It is really cool. It is such a, a new twist at gameplay, and some of the interactions are, are so over the top and, and uh, almost What's cheesy. not to like about Tim Schafer games, man? I mean, <laughs> right. Psychonauts, when that came out, that was totally over the top. Double Fine, those guys, they, they don't make games that... They don't make another football game every year kind of guys. You know what I mean? They just innovate, and they... Try new things, and you know. I, I think I think cool. the person that's going to get the most out of it is somebody like Adam. You know, uh, just getting into the body of somebody else and taking complete control—that screams at him. Hey, hey, Matt can fit in there too. <laughs> True. Damn. Enough. Too much information. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on a little bit. You know, uh, a really neat news item: Halo, the original. Is getting a remake. My pants are getting tighter. Let's have a moment for Adam. I'll edit that out. (laughs) No, no, no. I'll just keep saying it then. Oh. (laughs) So, um, anybody's thoughts? You know, this is almost the the uh, the counter thesis to uh, connect. So Brent can speak. (laughs) Then Adam, I don't know if we should allow you to speak. I'll just I'll say this. I mean, people Brace that yourselves. aren't Halo Halo fans now, almost everyone has played Halo One and has good memories of Halo One and using the pistol. So yes. I don't I don't see how overpowered pistol that, sure. playing online is going to be a bad thing. I, I used mean, to it's the tenth anniversary. People angry. So. I used to make people angry running around with the pistol. Oh yeah, it'll be, it'll be the same thing again, but that's going to be great <laughs> doing it online now. Finally. I wonder if they'll remove it and it'll be like, Hopef- oh, we decided to make it fair, you know. Well, hopefully <laughs> they'll sure. hopefully they'll keep it the same because that's what like adam was saying that's what people remember using pistol as a sniper <laughs> rifle like oh really oh, yeah i used to run around with these people that just got it for christmas it was pretty funny i'd run around multiplayer with the pistol and just one shot them and they're like how the hell are you killing us man the pistol, you know, it's, it's hard honest. to say what's gonna happen because i mean it's not bungee right so who knows what they're gonna tweak it's not right, even I three four three say yeah so we'll see it, they are most likely going to take just the visuals and the maps because realistically they're looking for uh, a quick halo win at this point they're looking more just to bring back the feelings personally i think if uh, if they bring back that pistol it it would be a, a bit of a shot against them just because people they want to keep well, people let's be honest. Games. People that people that want to play Halo One again want to play because of pistols. So right. not <laughs> having that is they're, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot if they don't have it. Yeah, playing with the pistol. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, what gets me worried about that game is that they haven't even announced what kind of engine they're going to be using. They said it. They said deliberately it's not going to be the Reach engine. So it's like, okay, well, if you're not using that, well, what are you going to use? And they're like, all right, see you next time. Yeah, as long as it works. As long as it works, it doesn't crash. We're good. Matt, what are your thoughts? Let's have your input here. I don't play Halo, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, kinda, I, 
the last FPS game I really got into was Goldeneye for the N64, so let's see where I am, where I'm coming from. Good uh, man. And you, you still live on the West Coast near Adam? Man, oh man, <laughs> hasn't kicked you out or something? I, I don't it very often. <laughs> now, um, you know, just keeping on the topic of news, Activision uh, has talked as well about um, making Call of Duty a pay per play uh, multiplayer. <laughs> We're getting a lot of that tonight. Uh, thoughts, gentlemen? Garbage. No, sir. I don't like it. It's a bad idea. So how many of you here would be willing to chime in? I don't know. I'm going to say an extra two bucks a month to multiplay COD. Not me. You know what? Even if it was Halo, I still wouldn't do it. I mean, it. no. Hey, but... No. Well, maybe, but... <laughs> Just not under... Uh, those strong words there. Not under... <laughs> Way to go with the conviction. Um, just not under variation is all. You know what? I have to agree. Even two bucks extra a month for something that we're so used to getting for free would be a huge issue. Yeah, but you know what? You're the, your average Call of Duty player isn't going to care. If, they, if that's what they need to do to play Call of Duty, that's what they're going to do. And Activision knows that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought there was a sheep around here. Well, look at it. Look at the map pack. $15 map pack. So how many people bought it? Yeah, that's a strong point, right? Yeah, sheeple. But to pay every month consistently into the Call of Duty juggernaut system, I don't know if they will because it's you might as well just pick up an MMO at that point, you know. Yeah, but a lot of people uh, can't invest the time that an MMO needs where a multiplayer you can jump in, jump out, a couple bucks a month. I wonder what the benefits hey. would be. Have they announced any benefits like if you pay 2 bucks, this is what you're going to get or is it 2 bucks and we're just going to It's 2 bucks or do you the don't play multi it, it's income or you don't multiplay. Wow, that's not yeah. a very... Unless, if you had all the maps for free all the time, it was like kind of like a... You're giving them too much credit. It's Activision. It's, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Kotick. Like, what are you thinking? He's like, yeah, oh, people... Are are <laughs> no, I'm just trying to see if they're they're going to make like a... Give an example, like uh, THQ at one point uh, with the wrestling game, they let you have all the DLC if you bought this extra thing or whatever you paid like a an extra thing and you got all the the dlc all you can eat buffet of dlc right, no, i hear you. I hear wonder you. if they're gonna do the same with this if they're gonna charge you two bucks a month if they're gonna say well if you pay two bucks a month you get all the dlc they're, for free they're not gonna do anyone favors they're gonna do what they can yeah. to get the most amount of money from anyone they can that's Amen. what it comes down to are they still yeah planning no, on i totally agree what man are they, are they planning on releasing a call of duty game every year yeah. Oh, yeah. So they're going to launch it for 60 bucks and expect people to pay an extra $2 a month? Absolutely. We don't know the price. I mean, who, who's to say that it doesn't come out and it's five ninety-five? I mean, we don't know yet. And and that's probably the most disturbing part. Now, right. on a positive note, we can say, and as Stephen pointed out in another conversation we had, I mean, Activision's been kind of touting this pay-for-play uh, multiplayer for a while. They've been threatening us. Right. So whether or not it comes to pass, time will tell. If it does, I think uh, we're going to see it's, a real. It's a matter split. of when, not if. Yeah. It really is. Good call. Good call. Well, it could you know start. What I think's happening. Not to jump on this subject too much, but I think what's happening with in Activision's defense a little bit is that there's so many people playing this game that their servers are instead of needing a hundred servers, now they're needing a thousand, and it's like, oh, we're still selling at sixty dollars. Uh, there's three million more people playing. You know what I'm saying? Like they're just trying to 
recoup without charging a hundred dollars for the game itself you know nah i i don't buy that there's no way i mean activision is a media giant it's got hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars incoming i mean they say well we need we need more money like Really, you do? <laughs> you know, like, okay. Oh yeah, no. It's just I guess they look at each IP. Probably, I'm playing devil's advocate here. Each IP, how much money they actually make? Because we're probably going to be talking about one that didn't make the cut on a well, renewable basis. So each IP has to generate a certain amount of money, and if it doesn't, then it's bye bye. See you later, right? So well, yeah. But well, Activision it, with the Call of Duty franchise doesn't really. I mean, they only give it a year. You know, it's no, like no. with with Halo, you get you know years and years and years in between, so they can generate revenue. You know, Activision with their Call of Duty, not it's, lately. It's, yeah, but it's like Activision with Call of Duty is like Sega with the consoles. They're like every single year, <laughs> oh, here's yeah. a new console. Every single year, here's a new Call of Duty. I mean, like this whole oh, pay yeah. for play system, it could start actually this fall when the new Modern Warfare game comes out. Right. So now, we'll if I can play dev- if I can play devil's advocate. In economic development, we have a, a favorite phrase we like to tout, and it's simply value add. You know, when you have something that is successful, the number one thing you're doing is looking at different ways that you can make more money off it. And obviously, the group at Activision have sat back and said, hey, how can we make more money without <clears throat> raising the initial price on this unit? And they see a million, million plus people on multiplayer they're thinking, you know what? Let's get a few more dollars there. Oh, Whether yeah. or not we see it uh, take that next step, it will be. It's going to be a bold All move. Pleasing those shareholders. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right. So let's move on. Uh, you know, in the news, we've seen a lot of different cancellations. I mean, as Connect uh, seems to add to oh. the <laughs> the volume, we're seeing titles like Guitar Hero getting the axe. Let's hip, uh, hip, chime hooray. in. Let's hip, chime hip, in on hooray. this. <laughs> I hear the angels singing. <laughs> Sorry. Ren, what are your thoughts? I need to hear you. Well, from a, a musical standpoint, I'm actually glad this has happened. Uh, Guitar Hero and DJ Hero, they were successful games. DJ Hero, I personally think, was a little bit more successful than Guitar Hero, simply because there's only two of them, not 18. So I think the DJ Hero thing was good. The only problem is, is that with the DJ Hero, it's nothing like being a real DJ. It really isn't. You you don't have buttons on your turntable. You really don't. You actually have a mixer too. So I mean, it's like you don't have buttons on your guitar either. Well, no, you don't. And that's the thing with Rock Band and everything like that, bringing out the actual six strings and the actual yeah. MIDI controllers. They're actually making the the leap forward into actual music, whereas they're just like, well, look, here's another guitar with an axe. Like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, I'll spend my $80 on that, sure. So, yeah, it's it's to the point where I'm actually glad, musically speaking, that I don't have to hear this BS going with Guitar Hero constantly. It's like, here's Guitar Hero 8002. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm glad it's gone. I really am. All right, Adam, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, it's been a long time coming, and I mean, I, me and Matt play the the music games a long time, and I can't remember the last time we sat down to purposely play Guitar Hero other than a couple achievements and maybe Absolutely. the odd song. I mean, it's Rock Band since it came out has been 
the leader and just everything. I mean, look at the menus. The menus in Guitar Hero haven't changed since the first Guitar Hero. It's it's a horrible, horrible uh, just menu system. And I mean, oh. Matt can attest more on this because he does more of it. But I mean, it's just they haven't innovated in any way. They've just pumped it out over and over. So, I mean, I'm kind of glad that not that I was choosing before because, I mean, I already made my choice of Rock Band, but I, I'm i glad it's it's uh, going away. Okay, well, really quick, let's go across the board. Who thinks that the, I mean, there's several different possible catalysts, but could it be either, you know, they have to reinvest into the property to make it successful again, and they don't want to do that, just get the money and run, or does everybody already have one of those crazy guitars so there's no value add on selling those guitars or is it just simply hey let's move on to the next good who, thing who do you know that doesn't have a guitar or a drum set absolutely exactly. you know how many plastic guitars i have <laughs> you, know you, know, you, you want to know that? how many i think i've got at least six or seven of them oh my god do i like the genre even <laughs> yeah i've got no. about six six seven eight something like that I think I have six, seven, Maybe or eight. Maybe what I'll do is I'll, yeah. I'll do a concert and smash them. Like, <laughs> you know, you like, rock and roll, man! Smash, smash. Well, no, I mean, this, right, this, I I mean this, this boils down to one thing, and that's act, and this is Activision again. You know, they, they said, okay, well, we can't go ahead and squeeze any more money out of this cash cow, <laughs> so let's just dump it and move on, cut our losses. So Yeah, but they had to drive it into the ground to get that point. Oh yeah, and they weren't willing to invest smart money into making you know kind of evolving warriors of rock. Yeah, <laughs> it was devolving over the last few years. I mean, in playing Guitar Hero Five and Guitar Hero World Tour and Band Hero and all the other stuff, it was the exact same thing. I mean, uh, whereas Rock Band was offering me a little bit of you know variation or a little bit of uh, assortment, you know. These are these games are forcing me to do things I didn't want. It was like being in, a, in an abusive relationship almost. <laughs> you know, you, you were held you were held to doing what the menus told you to do, and you had to, uh, you know, and you had to you had to sit and play on this crappy judging system that uh, no matter how well you did, you were always doing sixty percent because you just weren't good enough for their standards. You know, it was, it was really annoying and it was really frustrating. Guitar well, Hero, uh, the abusive game. <laughs> that's right. Well, before we move on, I'm just going to close with that. Just Obviously, I think the royalties they ended up having to pay to Van Halen for 20-year-old titles must have killed them a lot more than anybody expected. Moving on, we've got True Crime Hong Kong being cancelled. Um, personally, that wasn't one on my radar, but uh, anybody else here is a little disappointed? Meh. First game was decent. After that, meh. Didn't well, me and uh, you see it, Brent, in that yeah, little room? Yeah, yeah, you and I got to see it last year at E3, and it actually looked exciting. I mean, uh, it had a lot of great innovative uh, features and interactions that you could do, and it, my highlight of that was when you would grab an enemy, and then you could literally, like, grab the back of their head and shove their face into a, a wall fan on the side of the wall, and you just watch it get torn up. I mean, that kind of stuff was amazing, and then you, like, Take the body of your hostage, dump them in a trunk, and then try to drive to like this like pier, I guess. And you have to avoid getting shot at because the bullets would actually go into the trunk and kill your hostage. So I mean, it, it provided a lot of fun. Like I mean, it was entertaining. Good family entertainment, right there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> G-rated game for sure. But yeah, it, it, it. I mean, it was. It looked enjoyable. I mean, would I pay full retail price for a game like that? No, but it's still at the same time if. 
you know, it's either that or surgery. Yeah, I'd take that game. All right, guys. Before we wrap this up, I want to go into our spring picks. I'm going to speak first on this one. Um, definitely the thing I've been waiting for, longing for forever is Homefront. And I've actually just had the uh, the great opportunity to go through the novel that leads into the game. And I'll tell you, just every aspect of this title is, is blowing me away. March I can't 15th. wait to get... That's right. I can't wait to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Spring picks. Duke Nukem. Yes, yep. May, May 3rd, man. I, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you, Matt. You know <laughs> what? I'm, I've I'm... got a few of them for the spring because I, I'll be honest with you. There's about four or five games I'm actually remotely interested. There's Duke Nukem coming out May 3rd. There's Mortal Kombat. Me and yep. Brent saw that. That yep. looks awesome. Yep. Like, well, you and I, Ken, saw it at uh, XO10 or 11, yep. whatever. Yeah, that's in April. And then Don't... basically we've got Portal 2. Don't April. forget Dragon Age. No. Uh, that better be better. That thing, that game better be, you know, and better Steve, than. Steven, the top of your list should be MX versus H. Oh yeah, that's May tenth. Um, I don't know. I I'm hoping they're. I'm hoping to see more of it because between you and I, the half hour presentation we saw was a bit brief. Yeah. So, mm. um, I want to play it for sure, but it's just uh, as far as the game, I think it's Duke Nukem, honestly, because like everybody here, I've just been. Uh, waiting forever for that game, no pun intended, but it's <laughs> I was married and had no kids when they announced that that thing. You know. <laughs> My kid's going to college now. No, I'm joking. He's uh, he's six. <laughs> you know. And he met my wife at that point. So that's how long this game has been threatened to be a coming out on the market, you know. So I think Duke Nukem for me is my pick with a close mortal combat in there, you know. No. Okay, Adam Adam, what's on your radar? Yeah, those are my three. Duke Nukem, I'm waiting for just because, I mean, I've been waiting since high school. Um, you were in Mortal... diapers, man. With that... no. <laughs> uh, Mortal Kombat, I'm pretty looking forward to just because the collector edition looks pretty awesome. And uh, Dragon Age, I'm, I am I really like what I saw at PAX. So. Right, right. Brent? Uh, well, I got to throw in my two cents for the Duke Nukem and Mortal Kombat. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, Crisis 2? That's going to be coming out soon. And When's really, that? Uh, Crisis 2 is coming out in March, March 22nd. Oh, cool. So that's one that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, the Dragon Age one, like Adam said, that's going to be really good. But yeah, um, Brink with Bethesda. I mean, this, I think, is going to be the year of Bethesda. I really do. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Matt, what's on your radar, buddy? Uh, I think everything that's coming out right now is on my radar is coming out in March. Uh, Fight Night Champion. Um, really, really enjoy the Fight Night games. I'm kind of interested how they're how they're going to do the career mode this time, considering you start in jail and you work <laughs> nice. your way out. I mean, it's always yeah, it's always always reassuring for the sport of boxing that they're that's comparing the way that they're... it with like a Rocky type of storyline, aren't they? Yeah, something it's going to be something along those lines. Wow, um, jumping up on the stairs. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tiger Woods 12 should should be interesting kind of just snuck up. I know that they're six weeks from release. They don't really have anything outside of partial lists or anything, but I mean, there's not really that many ways you can play simulated golf and they seem to get it right every year, so right. fingers I'm crossed. I'm so surprised they're calling it Tiger Woods Golf. <laughs> they may not. Uh, WWE. Yeah, WWE All-Stars. Um, I'm both excited and scared because, I mean, <laughs> Sal DeVita is involved and he can make anything an interesting uh, arcade game, but I heard the guys from TNA Impact are also involved. And oh, that was geez. a really, really bad game. Yeah. So, <laughs> fingers crossed that Sal's pulled rank and taught them how to make a good wrestling game. But, I mean, we'll see. 
And uh, coming out the same day as Tiger Woods 12 is NASCAR 2011, uh, 2011 which I don't know, I'm half and half because it's been a, a long while, time since there was a NASCAR game. It's Turn been left. A long time, yeah, yeah, Turn left. Turn left. Oh no! What do I do now? Oh yeah. yeah. Turn left. Turn left. And I think one of the uh, scary parts about it though is that Activision's making it. So. So we're getting what every year? Yeah. Well, EA, EA lost their license and Activision took it. So uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. Maybe they'll turn left. Turn right. The, the one year and turn left the other year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get them reverse mode this year. Yeah, um, I, I, I do want to see though. I do want to see if not if uh, they're willing to uh, license, like if all the sponsors are allowed back on board. Because I mean, the EA games wouldn't allow uh, folks like Viagra to, to show up <laughs> with their games. So right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean those of those of us that have been waiting for Duke Nukem forever, just about ready for Viagra. So <laughs> just kind of put the two into. I thought you were gonna say those of us that like Viagra. <laughs> I'm ready for Duke Nukem, but anyway, <laughs> um, you know THQ has been really good for to us this year, and I think you really enjoy that WWE All Stars. It really is over the top, but uh, you know it's a great escape. Well, guys, I think that's hey. Gonna hey what about oh, you, Ken? Oh, you didn't what? go. Yeah, I did Homefront. Ah, one. Yeah, Come on, that's man. all. That's all I'm waiting for, buddy. Just Homefront, right. really? Yeah. That's, it looks. Uh, it does play really well. The multiplayer was a lot of fun. So yeah, that's a good one. I was surprised that no one mentioned a Connect game. <laughs> <laughs> Spring fix. Brand play, nothing. Play nice. Sorry, sorry. I'll go back in my cage now. <laughs> is, is that UFC no. game still coming out for the Connect? Yeah, but we don't know when. Are okay. you serious? They're making one for Connect. Yeah, it's gonna be a personal trainer game. It's like a workout for guys, but like actual workout <laughs> for them. It's just We're gonna be the. Guys. It's just going to be body and mind male figures. Double. That's all it is. <laughs> I, I can't wait guys. till someone drops dead of a heart attack while training with that, and then it's gonna be just like, oh yeah, look at this. Well, we'll tone it down. Yeah, we'll have to nice. tone it down. Well, guys, obviously we've got a lot of things left to talk about, but it's going to have to wait for another time. Um, let's sign out. Don't forget to use those gamer tags, boys. Steven. Damn chef. Peace out. Adam. Variation. Peace. <laughs> Matt. Yeah, no, it's, it's Matt and Laura, all one word. Cool. And Brent. Uh, Brent Roberts, Symmetric. Wanted to say a quick little personal happy Valentine's Day to Gail, my girlfriend. So, oh, we don't damn. allow that stuff on okay. here, man. Oh, okay. that, I, that. I yeah. have to say a note to my wife, uh, just in case that gets on. Then. I'm going to say hello to me then, because I'm awesome. Happy <laughs> <laughs> Adam. I, I smell a divorce coming on. Yeah, uh, actually, that's probably why he's happily married. Or but sleeping anyway. on the coach. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, and we'll hear you next time. Brent, sing us out, buddy. Lost.